Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, my name is Robert. I'm the Recovery Guy. Welcome back to Recovery Guide Podcast. We are always excited when you join us. Again, uh, it doesn't really matter when, it matters that you do. And when you do, if you would do me just a real solid, uh, would you please subscribe uh, on your major podcast channel where you're listening or send me a message um, uh, from recoveryguide.org share this podcast. It just does so much for us. Uh, whether you're finding us through recovery underscore guy on Instagram or my uh, website, or again, the major podcast channels that you may find us in, iHeartRadio, Spotify, what have you. We're just glad you're here and we're always looking to increase our audience so we can just reach more people uh, for our recovery movement. As you know, we do uh, Two podcasts every week, Tuesday and Friday, and then the blogs go up on Wednesday and Thursday. I will chat with you at the end of this podcast on how you can more directly be a part of what we are doing. Hey, let's get right into it because uh, I'm told that I don't do that quite enough. Uh, You asked me what time it is, and I just might tell you how to build a watch, and I'm very guilty of that, and so I need to get right into my content Um, to keep you uh, with us. And so today is is actually, it's called the quality movement. And it's actually a bit of information that I learned about like back in 1993, 1992, 1993, when I first became involved in this content, this information And this was actually a blog that I had previously threw up on the website. um, And now I just want to elaborate it on a little bit more. So I thought I would just take some of the content, rework it, and share it with you verbally to almost broaden the perspective. You know, in my blogs, I'm limited, you know, anywhere between 450 and 600 words which really don't um, allow me to express to the degree that I want to. So this is so important because who doesn't want quality? You know, if, if you're not searching for quality, I don't understand why you're listening to me. I don't understand why you would listen to anyone who has high energy with a positive message on a consistent basis where you can elevate your your life, right? And so quality is so important. Uh, quality in some cases is more important than quantity. You now, quantity has a quality all its own. Get your head around that one for a moment because it really does. There's a particular element of quality that goes along with the person who is able to generate quantity. Now, understand that quantity doesn't necessarily relate itself or qualify a person as quality. You need to be doing the right things over that consistent, concerted period of time. 
but a person who is doing things over a long period of time, the likelihood is they're building in on quality. So there is a, a natural flow with that where, where quantity can indicate quality, whereas quality doesn't always indicate quantity because some people just get this sooner than others do with less time. But the quality movement is a, it's a, it's a design that allows us to have a clear path to doing something better, right? Um, and doing it to the best, right? Good is the enemy of best. And when you're involved in the quality movement, we're always pursuing, we're always pushing, we're always moving forward, we're always striving to that higher degree, even, even as Maslow would talk about the... Uh, the hierarchy of needs, trying to achieve that, that self-actualization and the levels that are even involved in there, right? Because everything is a journey. And years ago, like I say, back in 1992, 1993, uh, I came across was revolutionary information for me uh, that helped me gain this new approach to living. And at the time, you know, 92, 93, I was six, seven years clean and sober. And I was really looking to elevate the most important areas of my life in the area of the personal, uh, the performance, and then even my position, my status, my position in life. I wanted to increase those things. And I was a big student of Stephen Covey. As many of you know, I talk about Stephen quite a bit. Uh, paradigms and just a new way of living, uh, principle-centered leadership, seven habits of, of highly effective people, first things first. There's so many things that I've learned from Stephen along the way, God rest his soul. Uh, but Stephen learned from this person named W. Edwards Deming. And I'll, and I'll leave his contact information where I'm getting a lot of information today from his website, and the link will be on there as Jonathan will make sure we get everything posted. But uh, uh, W. Edwards Deming, uh, he was considered to be the father of the quality movement, and I've got a wonderful book by him on the quality movement, and I suggest you Google that and you get it. If you're really involved in, in learning the foundational tools that are required to achieve higher lengths. And again, why start on a journey if you're not going to realize it to its fullest? It, it wouldn't make sense to stop halfway through. Let's take this thing to its fruition and let's see how well we can become. I had really never heard the term quality movement before, and, it, and I really became intrigued uh, by the position Mr. Deming took regarding adopting principles as part of creating a level of quality in your life. Now, this, this quality approach, it, it really would allow me to, to achieve and to elevate my position in terms of Again, that personal, that performance, and ultimately my position, and not just a tangible position, not just a position you can see in my job, which would relate to money and and well, you know, 
uh, financial uh, solvency and and uh, and uh, stability, but also in the things that you know you couldn't see what uh, Beckett would call the invisible. Right, uh, you can't see happiness within a home. You can see the results of happiness within a home, but certain things you can't see. And I was more involved in looking to elevate the things that money couldn't buy, as Zig Ziglar would say, than the things that money could buy. So what is quality? And really, why is it important? Why, why would I spend the time to, to develop this over, over the years, over the last 27 years? And why would I suggest that you go get the book and that you become more involved in this quality movement? Quality is defined as... You're going to love these. And again, these will be in the notes. Jonathan will throw them up. Quality is defined as essential character. Not just character, but essential. Like essential building blocks. Like I did a podcast on the building blocks. What is essential in our life? It's an inherent feature. Something sort of baked into the cake. It's not an overt feature. It's inherent. It's built in. It is. Quality is a degree of excellence. It is a degree of excellence. And finally, it is what is called a distinguishing attribute. Something that stands out that helps define what something is. Does that make sense to you? I hope it does. So it was the definition really of quality that encouraged me to look deeper into what is called the quality movement. And as I looked a little bit deeper into Mr. Deming's work, uh, I found that there were 14 points that he recommended, like with respect to management. Uh, and, and the management that these were designed for was actually to help the Japanese government revolutionize its approach to management relationships. And I love that word, because as Stephen will tell you, at the end of the day, it's all relationships. It's relationships. Everything that we do is relational from the inside out. And I love Stephen's talk about an inside out approach to change and quality. It starts in the, the personal, the interpersonal, the managerial, and the organizational. Everything starts, every bit of alignment starts within and moves out. And that's what this quality movement is talking about. But originally it was set up to management in relationships. And and there's that adage though that you manage things but you lead people. So how was this this Japanese government, this tradition of way of handling people, how were they going to add the quality in by dealing with the relationships of the people while staying focused on the business side of things. And that's what we really do in recovery. How do I learn how to change me and deepen the quality within me while affecting all of the roles and the different things and the, the different things that I do and the different things that I am in life? And one of the things that was found was that the quality of the individual or the workmanship of who that person was related to the workmanship that they would produce. And of course, then it would lead to higher sales and more profits. Well, the same thing with life. As I learn how to 
develop and deepen quality within me, my workmanship and the person that I am and the relationships that I have and the things that I do as a result of who I am is going to increase everything about me. Everything that I put out will be of higher value. So the things that I will re get re in return should reflect that as well and be returned to me in a higher value. And isn't that what we want from life, right? We want to know, and there's nothing wrong with it, that what I'm putting out, what I'm projecting is going to make my return equal so that encourages me to invest even more in what I'm doing and who I am and how I develop myself because of the wonderful response that I'm getting. If I'm not getting that response, if it's not turning out positive, and again, that's not why I do it. You know, character is defined as doing the right thing because it's the right thing to do. But in terms of understanding personal development, increasing my degree of quantity or quality um, goes a long, long way. And when you go and look at, and I challenge you to go look at these 14 points for management, because they can easily be reworked to assist us in our desire to increase our quality, our quality of life. I mean, what could be more vital than considering methods designed to improve our personal management to increase and, and advance our personal life and all the things that we uh, find near and dear to us. Now, I'm going to list a few of the points that I think are relevant to the quality that I find necessary to incorporate into my life, and I hope you find it necessary to incorporate into your life as well. We can then improve the areas that we are looking to improve. And, and hopefully you've got a checklist of those, you know, from the most important and the most vital relationships on down, you know, and I love one of the, uh, the Franklin Covey approach to handling uh, the day planner, right? The, my day to day, I've got my A's, my B's, my C's and my D's. And of course the A's have to get done. They're the most important. They're the most vital. They allow me to stay away from the tyranny of the urgent. It, I don't. I want to do those things that are important, but not yet urgent, so they don't become urgent and and dominate my time while distracting me and pulling me from other things. So one of the things that these points allow me to do, and what I want to do, is I want to create consistency of purpose. Consistency of purpose. I want to create that because. In my addiction, when I'm out there with that behavioral distraction, there is no consistency about me. Therefore, my purpose is minimized. Or I never achieve it at all. Or I do achieve it, but it's like a, a balloon being released in the room, right? It only has so much air in it. And when, it's, when it runs out of air, it runs out of the ability to fly around the room. But when I create a consistency of purpose in me, I continue to go and continue to go. You know, one of the things that uh, we, we, we talk about is burnout. You ever hear that term, I'm just burnt out, right? I, I don't want to do this and I don't want to do that. I'm not motivated here. I'm not motivated there. I'm, I'm just burnt out. Well, someone told me a long time ago, 
make sure you're connected to the right power source. People who have a tendency to be connected to the right source of power aren't subject to burnout. Because as we're giving, we're receiving. As we are depleting, we are replenishing. That consistency of purpose goes a long way. The next thing we want to do is adopt a new or effective, more effective philosophy. We want to expand our thinking. We want to develop paradigms, a new way of thinking, a new mental map that will get me to where I want to go because that whole positive mindset, right? Um, I, I can be positive, have a, a positive mental attitude or PMA as it's called, and I can still be lost, right? I can feel good about it, but it doesn't mean I'm not lost. I'm still lost. So I need to adopt the new philosophy that, that is involved in the quality movement. Then what I need to do is I need to cease dependency. I need to cease dependency on the things that are convenient. Certain things are convenient, but I become dependent on them to the degree that I don't try to grow to the degree that I can grow because I'm dependent on something else. True leadership, true ownership, creates an independent, interdependent person. I don't mind being interdependent because being interdependent does not conflict with being independent. But if I'm relying on something or someone else to do for me, that means if they're not there or that situation or that opportunity isn't there, what happens to me? Do I become less of a person? Do I lose that degree of quality because I'm not umbilically connected to them? I hope not. I want to cease dependency. I want to become, I never want to become disconnected. I always want to be connected to others, especially to the power greater than myself, to, to God, my understanding of God. But I want it to be an interdependence because I want to remain independent, but I want to reach out to other things. But if they're not there, I'm okay. I'll find a substitute. I'll find something else along the way that's going to add, because we do move from one thing to another, but that is as our independence is growing, while our dependency hopefully is ceasing. The next thing is, is institute leadership to find out what true leadership is and then institute it in our life, how we can lead, how we follow to some degree, but only because we're searching, not because we don't know how to lead. We need to lead our own lives. We need to institute a degree of leadership that allows us to self-define. The next thing is to drive out fear. Driving out fear is so important because fear will keep me from doing things that I otherwise ought to be doing to deepen my degree of quality. 
Now, fear, you may have heard it defined as forget everything and run. F-E-A-R, forget everything and run. I like what Zig Ziglar says, false evidence appearing real. False evidence appearing real. It's not really true about me. It's probably from my past. It's no longer relevant or no longer has power, but I manifest it in my mind so it appears to be real. And since perception is reality, if I perceive it to be real, it is, even though it's based upon false evidence. It's not who I am anymore. It's not who you are anymore. We don't go there anymore. We don't do those things. I, I'm a new person, but there's that mentality that sort of ties me to that old person, even though I'm not doing those same things or going to those same places. One of the best ways to drive out fear is to introduce aspects of quality, to introduce new ways of living, to introduce that new mental map, that new paradigm. Just like I've said it before, I'll continue to say it, the best way to introduce or to remove darkness is to introduce light. Darkness just doesn't leave because I say darkness has to leave. Darkness leaves when I introduce light. When I come down into my podcast studio and it's dark, I don't have to wait for the dark to leave and then introduce light. The minute I introduce light, darkness has to leave. Biblically speaking, darkness cannot stand in the light for it perceives it not. And the same way, when I introduce levels of quality into my life, it removes, it dissipates, it displaces the fear. I love what Stephen Covey said about, about new ways of thinking. He talked about um, uh, in paradigms. Uh, every major science, and this is true, every major scientific breakthrough came from a break with. Every major scientific breakthrough came from a break with. As we are introducing, we are releasing. Am I, as I am introducing light, darkness leaves. As I develop a new level of self-care, a new level of self-talk, that negative thinking is sort of pushed out. Good pushes out evil. It just does, just like light pushes out darkness. The next thing is remove barriers. Man, I cannot tell you how important this is. You know, in our journey to recovery, there's going to be things that that are put in our way. Sometimes we put them there. Sometimes life puts them there. Sometimes other people who might not want us to get, they might not want us to get well. And, and that sounds strange to, to say because they may be people who say they care about us and maybe they do, but maybe they're so codependent they don't know what to do with our new quality. We need to be willing to remove barriers from our life, both practical, emotional, spiritual, physical, and mental. Because as long as that barrier is there, it is going to impede our process moving forward. And then finally, of all these things that we've listed today, the most important thing I think we can do is to take action.
I love in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that chapter 6 is called Into Action. Chapter, chapter 5 is How It Works. And once they tell me how it works, the very next chapter is Now Go Do It. Here's what you do. Now go do it. So after all these things, create consistency of purpose, adopt a new philosophy, cease dependency, institute leadership, drive out fear, remove barriers. Now go do it. Take everything that we've talked about from a noun and turn it into a verb. Make it an action. Make these all action statements, not just ideas on why adopting a new philosophy would be important, but go do it. And again, this is just a shortened list of the 14 points, and they're really not listed in, uh, in their fullness or even in, in necessary order. I'll, uh, I'll leave that up to you. What I do know is that for me, incorporating these things into my life really has been foundational in my entire transformation since I was first introduced to these concepts in 1993. And I've really continued to try to work them and incorporate them even today. And as of today, I've celebrated over 34 years of personal recovery as a result of learning these things. I really believe that learning these things has given me the quantity, which has added to my quality, and my depth of quality has helped my quantity. So they really go hand in hand with each other. And I really believe that incorporating these points has not only helped my in, ensure my quantity, but once again, it has elevated my quality. And if you know much about life, you know that we are not the author of life or death. You know, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. However, I am responsible for what I am and what I do while I am here. And that is where understanding the quality movement comes into play. And I really hope this has helped you. You know, Stephen Covey would say, this is not an overnight uh, solution or a quick fix. This type of ab adaptation takes letting go of what I was doing while gravitating to what I ought to do. And that's that cease dependency. I really do wish you great success in your journey. Please feel free to reach out to me at recoveryguy.org, recovery underscore guy, the recovery guy on Facebook. Go to my website, email me. Go to recovery underscore guy on Instagram. My cell phone is there. You can message me. I want to be as reachable as you need me to be. If you're looking for a life or a sober coach, message me and let me know. There's ways we can get that and we can address some of your greater concerns and I can help elevate and accelerate your timeline. Not that I've done anything perfect, but I've learned over the years how to have successful relationships how to have a wonderful marriage, have children who, who are coming back into my life and, and really fostering and developing those relationships, how to become a good application, how to go through life 
one day at a time, understanding the fullness of life and how we can achieve all that we are looking to achieve if we're willing to do the work and understand the quality that awaits us and then be willing to do the work for that quality to take place. Go to recoveryguy.org. Go to, go to patreon.com forward slash recoveryguy. Patreon.com forward slash recoveryguy. Consider giving to this recovery movement monthly. If you want to give a one-time donation, please go to Venmo at Robert hyphen pardon hyphen three. Please consider giving. We will continue to do what we're doing because it is our mission. It is our passion. But whatever you can do, even if it is subscribing and sharing, you are helping us. But of course, if you can give, you will help us as well. And for that, we are very grateful. Once again, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. And as always, my name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guide.